I'm Steph and I'm absolutely obsessed with pole dancing. In 2019, I hung up my corporate stilettos for a pair of pleasers and my very own pole studio. I'm now on a journey to have open and thought-provoking conversations uncovering all things pole dancing. Welcome back to Uncovered. Today, I'm really excited, excited? I think that's the right word, to uncover this topic. And I'm joined by Denny. Welcome to Uncovered, Denny. Thank you so much. I'm excited. I'm really excited too. So this all came about because I got a comment on one of those anonymous um, links that's going around at the moment, Mm. NGL or whatever, which was really interesting. And the comment I received was, I feel like pole studios are getting worse at acknowledging where pole came from. And it it was also joined with the question of, are any of your employees or your staff strippers? Mm -hmm. So when I threw it out, I threw, when I answered this, I didn't answer it completely. Just saying, I want to do a podcast on this. Anybody can help. And Denny is that (laughs) lucky lady who's going to help me uncover this today. So what are your thoughts on this particular comment? Um, well, I've been in the industry for like eight years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm currently retired from working in a strip club (laughs) as such. But yeah, for the last eight years on and off, um, have worked as a stripper, um, OnlyFans, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's such a controversial topic. topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, there's so many different like opinions and thoughts on this topic um and I think like in regards to that comment it's um my opinion might be a little bit controversial because I don't always think that studios necessarily have to acknowledge where it came from in the way that what they're doing is so different Mm. than what happens in a strip club so for those who maybe don't understand the differences, um, what are the differences between pole dancers and strippers? Okay. <laughs> I don't oh, know. where do we start? <laughs> and this is going to be an hour long podcast. <laughs> and I'll talk about some of the similarities as well. So yeah. just to give you a brief rundown, this is me talking about Australian strip clubs. Yes, I did want to... Um, I did want to pull that. That was a thought I had just before, which I forgot to write down. The cultures are very different between Australian and potentially American and other countries. Very. Yes. Yeah. So this is just talking about Australia pole studios and strip clubs. I know they do run very differently Mm. in different countries. So in Australia, I guess in a pole studio, generally the people that go to pole studios are just average people, want to have fun, get fit do something different, maybe do something that's like a little bit more taboo or Mm. something different. Yeah, well, I know when I started, my first class was in a sex shop. (laughs) Yeah, like that, I mean, it's back in 2012. Denny actually took my hen's night in 2011. I can't believe that. So crazy. So I have to pull out the pictures because I have pictures from it. Um, And that was before I'd ever done any poll. So I did that and I loved it. Mm. So I looked at it, like searched and living where I was, the only place was sex shop but yes. for me part of it was that finding your sexy side that yes is um I guess associated with strippers correct yeah correct yeah definitely so the sexy style of pole that we now 
see has become so popular, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like there's been a definite um, trend in the last few years. Yes. Like compared to back when I started, I feel like everyone was still trying to make it like a fitness thing. Mm. Whereas now people are like, it's more accepted stripping and being sexy and sex work, I think as a whole as society accepts it way more these days yes. than compared to back in the day. Um, so I think that has a big thing to do with it. A lot of people feel more comfortable joining those sexy style classes, which did originate from strip clubs. So I definitely want to acknowledge that. But the general person that comes to a pole studio doesn't want to be a sex worker. Mm. Generally, right? Majority mm. of people do not want to be a sex worker. They just want to do it for fun and fitness. And that's okay. Yes. Like, yep. I don't think we should be shaming them for not wanting to. So, like, that's my thought on that. Whereas the difference as working as a stripper, you don't have to be able to pole dance to be a stripper. Isn't the majority, and I come from a very, um, I'm just going to ask lots of questions, but yep. <laughs> the majority of it is talking to people right yes it's almost like a sales role if you could compare 100%. it to anything else yes you are selling yourself and you want someone to book you for your time mm. so especially in Australia you might get on stage like a few night a few hours every not a few hours a few times every shift like yep. every night so pretty much you're usually on a rotating roster with the other girls you, you have up. like a set, you have a couple of songs. Yeah, you usually don't get to choose them either. Oh. So the DJ or whoever is playing the music will put on three random songs. So you dance to some weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think like the worst song I've ever danced to on stage, I was like, how do I be hot to this, was um, The Horses by Daryl Braithwaite. I was like, okay, I'm what just going to do. It's <laughs> like, I'm just going to go with this. <laughs> um, oh, God, that's. Great. Yeah, but honestly, like you do not need to be able to pole dance yeah. to like the highest. Some of the highest earners I ever met in the club never touched the pole. Yeah. So I think there's a big misconception that you need to be able to pole dance to be a stripper, which mm. you don't. But in saying that, I met some amazing girls that were doing crazy flips and tricks and awesome stuff on the pole. Does um, I guess from a crowd perspective. Does that even, I'm going to use the word sell, like crazy yeah. flips and tricks on the pole? I guess it depends it on the depends guy. It depends on the person. On the person, yeah. 100%. Like some people couldn't care less if you were hanging upside down by one leg mm. or not. So it really is a, you know, it can be like a attention grabbing thing, but you don't need to be able to do it. But in saying that, I met a lot of girls that also came to pole studios to learn pole dancing or pole fitness, whatever you want to call mm. it. Um to then take back to the club to yep. improve their stage set. So um, I think the two communities can work really well together. 100%. Instead of people thinking that we're versing each other or trying to make it seem like one is better or worse than the other. I agree. And I have, we, I was having a conversation with a student actually and she was in my intro or my beginner one class and she came to Paul to get the confidence to become a stripper because she wasn't sure that she could do it. And she's got a lot of confidence um, and she shared this with me. She's got a lot of internal confidence issues is the word she used. I don't know if that's the best word to use. Mm -hmm. But she came to pole to build the confidence to know that she could walk yes. into a strip club. Awesome. And we do get a, a few people like that. I would definitely say I actually have 
I'm not sure on what percentage of our students are strippers or sex workers, yeah. and nor do I ask. Like, if that's it's what irrelevant, they, exactly. Yeah. I'm here to provide a service, and yeah. we provide provide a variety of classes so people can find whatever their their thing is. But yeah, I um, it is obviously a platform for people to learn skills if that's what they want to learn. Do they offer classes in strip clubs? I know they used to, and that's obviously where Pole started. Yeah, so some clubs offer in-house um, lessons for the yeah. girls that work there. So I used to, at some of the clubs I worked at, every Thursday night I would teach the girls for an hour before we opened. Yeah. And they'd just be like, hey, I want to learn this or I want to learn this or can you help, can you spot me for this? Um, other clubs don't really offer that, mm. um, but they might, you know, have a pole studio that they're in connection with yep. and they might be like, hey, these guys offer classes if you're wanting to upskill in this, this or this. Yep. Yeah, and I think that's fair. And I think, like, coming back to your comment before, that's probably where everybody can work in harmony together is having yeah. the relationships with clubs or, or studios or vice versa. Um, so you said something before and I did not write it down. <laughs> um, so what – I guess the similarities is purely just the poll. Um, I also want to say the community – Actually, that's what my student said to me as well. Because yeah. like in a pole studio, if I'm sure everyone listening to this has <laughs> been to a pole studio, you know, like your fa- when you think of your favorite pole studio, you're like, how good is the community? How good are the people I've met? Yeah. How much confidence have I built? How much more empowered do I feel now? That's the same in the club. Like, honestly, I met some of my best lifelong friends working mm. in the club I built so much confidence in the club I felt so empowered and I'm surrounded by those people every shift I go to it's like every class you go to at the pole studio you're surrounded by that so that's so similar yeah 100% and that's awesome yeah and I think some like I've done some research on pole just mm. because I did too before I came I was like I want to just double check <laughs> that like my like ideas of where pole came from yeah Oh, uh, correct. Oh, uh, correct. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, I think probably really important to say is, yes, there is this Chinese-Indian um, connection. Yes, definitely. In some capacity. But pole in the way of which it's been created from pole studios, mm-hmm. like um, Fornia was the first one in, I think yep. it was Canada, and mm-hmm. Bobby in Australia. Yes. So, and both of those, to my understanding, were strippers or sex Correct. workers previously Correct. so Correct. Po- like the way of which the business element of pole was created was through that so yes there is that acknowledgement there i do think that the two industries have now started to move obviously mm-hmm. like we're not where there's so much research happening in pole in general that we're starting to understand the tricks better we're starting to understand our bodies and we're probably bringing more of a sporting element in yeah through that research and as studios we need to do that or as an industry we need to do that because people get injured Mm -hmm. and that's what we're trying to avoid um but where I was coming back to I went on a little bit of a tangent then is with pole um some of the research done has said that people love pole so much because it is so different but you're part of a community so there's actually a theory that I can't think of the name of it and I've it's, we brought up in an episode we had very, very early on and there's actually a theory associated with this type of a concept and I assume that's the same 
strippers. There's obviously a yeah. stigma. So the world, it's a little bit taboo. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the world seems maybe, I don't know if this is the right wording, but against you. So you come together as a community to yes. protect yourselves. Definitely. And I think that's something we both have in common. Because 100%. we definitely, as a Pulse Studio and as strippers, um, everybody looks at you with that that stigma. Without maybe not necessarily having that experience of being in that community or ever trying it. Exactly. So it's like a judgment thing. Yeah. Right? And I know we were talking about this before we jumped on and some of the things that can potentially create this this. Um, pull or fracture within the two communities is some of the language that gets used. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So I was actually talking to a couple of my friends who are still Mm. in the industry. So still working in strip clubs. And I said to them, have you ever been offended by pole dancing as such or pole studios? And no one said yes. Remember this is in Australia. Yes. (laughs) Um, So they said it's more so the language that people use. So for instance, oh, I'm not a stripper. Like I would never do that. I'm a pole dancer or I only do pole fitness. And it's like, no one's asking you to be a stripper. No. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's And it's also like, it sounds degrading. Like, oh, I could never do that. It almost sounds like the way you um, reenacted that then. Very, very <laughs> well done. Because it almost sounds like just because you do pole fitness, you're better than a stripper. Or a yeah, sex yeah. Like that's a vibe it puts off. It does, yeah. And often people, like females especially, when they go into clubs, maybe with a group of people, um, I guess working in a strip club, you're mainly dealing with male customers. Um, but you will get, you know, hens parties or like females coming in. And sometimes, yeah, the language that can be used is just kind of a little bit disrespectful mm. in the fact that um, I could never take my clothes off for a living or – I, I do pole, but, you know, we really only work on strength moves and the fitness side of it. And that's when it – it's the language. It's yeah. how you say it. And I know I've heard people say, um, you know, oh, my husband went to a strip club and he was like, oh, my wife can dance better than you. Oh, I hate <laughs> – I hate that. One, like – one reason I hate that is because it's just comparing women. Like, yes. Oh, like we don't need to do that. And secondly, like the girls in the club don't need to be able to do tricks. Like, and it doesn't make you less of a person or less of a dancer just because you can't do the hardest tricks. Mm. That goes in the studio as well. It does. Yeah. And we like literally just did an episode of your success does not equal your pole level. A hundred percent. I did listen to that as well. Yeah. And it's so, so true. Like, and I think. We, it, the same, like it goes either way. I guess your success in a club would be associated with the amount of money that you're making. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they, there's obviously um, something there, but you, and you mentioned this before, yeah, some of the best earners don't even touch a pole because yeah. it's about booking a lap dance, right? Correct. Or a private session. Correct. Or, and Correct. The more time you spend in that room and the less time you spend on that pole is yeah. actually better for you. Yeah. And to be honest with you, most of the lap rooms in a club don't have a pole. You're mm. literally giving a lap dance or having a conversation or a connection with a person who's booked you. Um, and they're booking you most of the time for your personality, how you connect with them and engage with them. So, yeah, it's very different. <laughs> Yeah, I could have because you're not doing it to um, 
Yeah, show you're not going to walk in there and do an elbow stand and show your best wavy legs, yeah. are you? Yeah, and maybe you might. Yeah. But there's no pressure to do that. Like that is totally personal choice in the club. And I don't think we should put people down for either going to a pole studio to learn tricks or not going to a pole studio for tricks or not being a stripper or being a stripper. Like no one's better than the other. I think, um, and obviously the theme that's going to come through this is just being respectful and kind to everybody. Literally. Which is just life, right? Like, Honestly, you just, it's not that hard. <laughs> no, it, it really isn't. And I think um, I've been doing a lot of mindfulness work or mindset work recently and these things become upsetting when you feel like some of it is true. So yes. that and um, – I've had to really pull myself in for other reasons, not on this topic, Um, but I've really had to pull myself in and remember that. It's like things become offensive and the world, especially social media, probably doesn't help because the hashtag not a stripper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like things like that exist. And I still think we get similar as industries potentially similar comments because I know on TikTok we've definitely had things like you've got daddy issues. Oh. Um, yeah, like things like that. And I think that's where those similarities come in. Yeah. And I also think like going back to, you know, how you're saying you had done some work, inner work on, yeah. you know, certain things that come up that may have like triggered you. Yes. I often think that when other women are this is also very controversial. Okay, go for it. Um, or may upset people. They might feel triggered by this. But I feel like if you are putting down someone for stripping or sex work or anything like that and saying, you know, that's dirty, that's – I could never do that, that's kind of like something you need to work on. Like mm. you need to like – I don't know. You have some limiting beliefs that are making you project that onto someone and be like, that's a negative thing that you're doing. You shouldn't be doing that. The way I do it is correct. Does yeah, that make sense? Like That does make sense. Yeah, I think people feel triggered by something. And is, and it could be maybe they don't feel sexy enough. Or confident. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah. they see that in a, in a uh, club and it's like, oh, like they're projecting that insecurity. Like, I wish of, I could do that. I want to be like that. But, oh, no, that no, I definitely couldn't run away kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. And then they put hate out there in and around that you mentioned when we were talking in email that you actually teach a class called strip 101 yeah and you (laughs) actually teach pole dancing so what are the differences in those two awesome so yeah the classes I teach in a pole studio um the general pole class that I would take is very different to a pole class or a strip 101 for example class so in a strip 101 class Um, that I currently teach as a three-week course that is designed for strippers or people that want to work in the industry so what I teach in those classes is audience engagement removal of clothing um, how to gain customers focus and attention how to get more tips on stage I'm not going to teach that so the average person that comes to my pole class every week after working their nine-to-five job yeah because that's not a goal, right? Like maybe no. the audience engagement is definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. We all want to do that if we're performing and yeah. Yeah, that definitely has its place. But how to get more tips on stage exactly. is not something that they need to know. Yeah. So like that, I just want to say that's so different to what, yeah, I would normally take. But mm. then also I do offer classes, you know, like sensual flow, dance dirty, oh. 
And where, the girls love it. Where we do embrace our sexy side. And yeah, that does originate from strip clubs yeah. and sex workers. Um, and I I feel like I do acknowledge that as much as – like I don't before every class go, I just want to pay my respects to all the strippers out there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not saying that, but I feel like I'm embracing and celebrating that style of pole by teaching those classes and giving people a little insight into – you know, feeling good, um, the sexier side of pole, um, but still so different what I teach in those classes mm. to what I would teach in a strip 101. Yeah. And so do you find now that more people, now that it's been more accepted and the pole fitness classes are becoming more popular, mm-hmm. um, are you finding more people being pole dancers going into the industry and potentially flooding a hundred. Oh, yeah, yeah. So back when I started, when I was 18. Such a baby. Uh, such a baby, I know. I, I So I started pole when I was in high school, like pole dancing classes. Wow. Right? So my mum signed me up for pole <laughs> dancing classes. My mum is awesome. Um, Good old mumsies. Yeah. So she would take me because I was underage and it was at mm. a licensed venue. So she had to stay with me while I did the class. Yeah. So anyway, I did pole classes I guess before I got into the stripping industry and um what was the question um do you feel the industry is flooded now that yes. polls become more popular thank you I was like where were we because going? that's some of the comments that I've seen online is like yeah. oh these pole fitness people are coming in and taking our money and that sort of that is literally something that oh you I've see s- comments like that all yeah, the time yeah yeah so definitely it's less taboo now I remember when I yeah first started there would be barely any girls working and the Mm. money back then was very good. Like very, very good. Um, I'm not saying it's not good now, but um, I did see, and like just speaking to girls in general, like the amount of girls that are working in the clubs now as strippers is so much, there's so many more girls, Mm. Um, which like is awesome at the same time because it's like more women are feeling confident enough, empowered enough to do that, which I, I love that. Um, but definitely more people I think that have tried pole fitness are like, Ooh, I like this sexy stuff. Maybe Mm. I could go and be a stripper. But in saying that, I know a lot of people that have done that and gone, holy crap, like stripping is hard work. Like the hustle Mm. is hard. I think people have this thing in their head. You go to a strip club, you work there, people throw money at you and you get naked and you make like thousands of dollars every night. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> I think I think that's probably their perception that I don't know like the words I want to use less people down, but I know <laughs> I went through a phase years ago mm. where I was like, I love pole dancing so much, like maybe I should look into stripping. So yeah. I did my research and yep. I'm like, oh, actually, I don't know that I want to spend that much time communicating with people. And I was definitely then mm-hmm. not as confident as I am now. So yep. that definitely played a part. But when reading it and reading all the blogs about it, I was like, actually, I don't think this is something I want to do. Yeah. However, the initial thing that made me go, mm, maybe, is my love for pole and the perception that a lot of money is there to be made. Yes. And there is, like, there is a lot of money to mm. be made. But you have to work for it. Like, girl, you can't just rock up and look hot and stand on stage. Like, it doesn't work like that. (laughs) You have to talk to people. You have to – like, you get told no so many times a night. Yeah. Right? So you have to be okay with rejection. You have to be okay with people saying awful things to you. Like, 
people are not nice. <laughs> um, Just you be know. kind and respectful. Yes, yes, please do that. <laughs> but yeah, like I guess every time and you don't want to spend too much time on one person Correct, because yeah. it's all about, I guess at that point, it's not there just to make conversation. Mm-hmm. It's about making money. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why people don't stay in the industry so long, I assume. Yeah, definitely. Like it has an expiry date stripping. Like you can't do it forever. I mean, you could if you wanted to, but it it's very emotionally exhausting, physically exhausting. You work nights. So mm. anyone who's worked night shifts, you guys know what it's like. <laughs> it's hard work out there, um, especially in winter. Like, you know, when it's cold, the last thing you feel like doing is getting into lingerie yeah. in an air-conditioned club. <laughs> And then taking your clothes off, like, oh. But anyway, um, <laughs> definitely the market, like, more girls are doing it now. Yes. Which is awesome. But also I think girls realise that it's not as easy as what, I guess, movies and the media may portray stripping is. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's probably a fair statement without having lived that experience, but obviously just the research and the understanding and watching people probably come in and – and go through that experience. How do you feel about pole dancing studios using things like stripper heels, stripper rolls, stripper this? Like, yeah, is that appropriate? I think so. I'm yeah. def. I definitely do that. But then, yeah. So I will definitely teach certain moves and go. Okay, we're going to do a stripper dive. Mm. Whereas, like other instructors may use cat dive. Yes, yeah, you know, dive, like the yeah. terminology is different, and that's okay because I. I refer to those moves as a stripper dive or a stripper roll because like that's where I learned it, like when mm. I was stripping. Um, whereas other instructors who haven't worked in that industry, they didn't learn it there. Yeah. You know, they did learn it in a pole studio. So there's nothing wrong with calling it a cat dive or anything like that. Um, also with the heels thing, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't get this whole thing. Like heels, stripper heels, pole heels, like to me they're all the same. Yeah. Honestly, like, yeah. In the clubs, you do have to wear platform heels. So yeah. I guess that's where the whole stripper heels thing came from. And those pleasers, like, were designed for dancers, mm. right? So they were design- designed for dancers in the clubs that are working long hours. That's where they're pretty comfortable. Yeah, they are actually <laughs> very comfortable. Yeah, because you imagine having to work, like, eight hours on your feet in yeah. those. Yeah, no, yeah. it would not. Yeah. I, like, do one class in them and I'm like, Sometimes I like, get these things like, off. Working. Okay, that's enough. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're good now. My ankles can't take this. They're yep. too skinny and they've got no muscle. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I obviously had that situation on TikTok where um, we had a lot of discussions about pole heels and stripper mm. heels. Um, and for some, it was quite offensive, which was completely unbeknown. Like I had no idea because I'd yeah, use that yeah. terminology. And that's what we use in the pole dancing industry everything is pole pole clothes pole things but you don't go around calling them I don't feel personally like I'm going to call them stripper heels because I'm not in the industry exactly it's not something I do I obviously know where they came from and I know why they exist um however yeah not necessarily going to use that terminology so I think the two are definitely they've got while they're similar they've got their own purpose yeah and niches like And I think we should celebrate both of those. Yeah, and I'm sure there's um, like stripperware. I'm going to use that word here. Stripperware yeah. companies that don't go, oh, here's some pole wear. Exactly, and 
because that's not who they're targeting. Yeah. Like from a business perspective and coming, I guess, all the way back, um, you're targeting the mass, like the general, the like for us, we're female only um, or female identifying only. Yeah. And so our stuff is all women, ladies, um, femme, have, come have fun, get fit. Feel that, sexy, feel empowered, confident. Yes, yes. All those things because we can cater to all those things. But I do know there are definitely club, uh, studios who are very much, um, you know, where pole fitness, we don't even do dance classes or we don't yes. do this. It is about the strength. It's about nailing the tricks and yep. that's – but that as a business is their niche. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And you as a business can't do it all. Oh God! It's Imagine so trying to do all of it. Yeah, like wait till. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like a nightmare. So yeah, you go with the gen your general market audience, and you go, okay, what do they want? What do they enjoy doing? Mm. We're going to provide that for them. Mm. Um, and yeah, sexy style pole is in there, especially for you guys. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like all of the ladies love it, and like seeing them walk out of those classes is so satisfying. Like when they walk out just with their head a little bit higher. You know, they might have had a crappy day. Mm-hmm. It's such a good way to like tap into that feminine energy and then take it out there into the world with you. So, but then again, they don't want to be strippers. No. Yes. So yeah. there's a clear difference. Yeah. And I just feel like it comes back to where some people are just trying to make one better than the other or fight against each other to be like, you can't call it this, you can't call it that. And it's like, shouldn't we be celebrating that we're all in, I guess, similar in, I don't even want to say similar industries. Like, I guess the poll brings us together. Yes, that is the, and I guess like that is the one um, can, constant for both of us. Correct. Yeah. If only the pole and the shoes. <laughs> yeah, the pole and the shoes. <laughs> and the having to wear... Um, Little clothing. Yeah. But yeah. that's a safety thing in the, at the end of the day. And I'm sure when it started in strip clubs, it was not a safety thing, but it yes. then very much became yeah. a safety thing. Yeah, definitely. So they are the things that keep us together. Um, but I don't, yeah, I don't quite understand the pulling apart element. And that's why it's so helpful to have somebody who is willing to be so open and honest about the differences. Um, yeah. But yeah, I do think it all comes back to just being kind of respectful. To yeah. Whatever. And just like, just because you don't want to do something doesn't mean you should put someone else down who mm. is doing it. I guess, is it like putting down, I'm going to try and find a really basic term, like putting down your manager just because you don't, I don't know. I don't even know if that relates. No, that's not going to work. What about like, okay, what about putting someone down for doing, like you go to the gym, like a Mm, normal gym, right? mm. But then you're going to put someone down who does or doesn't do bodybuilding comps. Yeah. Right? Kind of similar? Yeah, kind of similar because they've taken that to like more of a professional. Yeah. I know they are different, but Mm. it's kind of like why, like if you're happy just going to the gym Mm. and doing that for fun, awesome. Why are you going to put down someone who's taken the little gym aspect and made it into like a professional like career mm. or something like and that? And I guess they, off the top of that, then go and um, they go and sell posing classes and yes. and make a business, make, make money a, from it. Yes. yes. Um, the other thing that just crossed my mind then was 
we so the particular video I shared on TikTok had a handspring in it, mm-hmm. and somebody asked me, obviously ending in an Aisha, because that's the way into it. Correct. So and somebody's like, oh, you didn't even call it the right thing. That's an Aisha, and I'm like, oh well, we like label the end part as the Aisha, not the actual going up. That's a yeah. handspring. Yeah, um, it's like. Do you know where an Aisha came from? It came from a stripper. Um, and then, then like, it comes back to the word pirouette. Do you then say, like, I assume pirouettes came from ballerinas. Do, exactly. Do you then go, oh, this is a pirouette. Like, we want to acknowledge the ballerinas yeah. for creating this. I know. It's so hard. And, like, such a cancel culture. At the moment, I feel like. And I just think we all need to understand we're all human. We are all going to make mistakes when it comes to terminology, you know, maybe acknowledging things where they came from. But, like, at the end of the day, majority of people don't mean to offend someone. I don't think there's, like, there's no nasty or um, malice behind some of the things that get shared on social media. It's just people sharing their vision or their life. And I do think if you're outrightly saying, um, I could, I'm not a stripper, I do pole fitness. And yeah, that is obviously going to offend somebody and that is your own internal elements. Um, And I know talking to one of my students, she did say that she you know, when girls maybe say stuff about strippers, she does feel uncomfortable in class, which for me was, it's re- this has been a really good conversation for me to have with her about our studio mm. and what happens from that lens because I don't see that or I might not be as sensitive to, to, the, topic. to yeah. the topic or yeah. vigilant is mm-hmm. probably a better word. Um, I, I just had another question. I, I know we were wrapping up, but yeah. what is the difference between a stripper and a sex worker? Well, technically stripping is sex work. Mm. Yeah, so... But sex work obviously includes... It's a more of an umbrella term and then you've yeah, got, yeah, yeah. So sex work includes, I guess, um, like sex services, stripping, any adult entertainment. So mm. like cam girl work, OnlyFans, that's yeah. all considered sex work. Yeah. So when you say sex worker, anyone who pretty much works in the adult industry. industry. Yeah, yeah, so that would include stripping. It's kind of like the umbrella term and yeah. then you can... Like you've got your different careers underneath it. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that just comes up together a lot, especially on social media, and I guess just trying to understand it as holistically as I can. But yeah, yeah. so um, I think if anybody can take anything from today, it is probably checking yourself on the language yeah. of which you use. Yeah, and like everyone's entitled to their opinion, right? Mm. But I don't think you should be putting down other people for doing something that makes them feel good or empowered, regardless of what that is. Yeah. I agree. And I think one of the biggest pain points for me when I like this topic came up for me earlier in the year was I'm like, as females or as women, um, we already have so much more to compete with. Mm -hmm. And then we have these two predominantly female industries or Mm -hmm. women industries fighting against one another. And that was like probably the biggest thing is like, how did we get here? And why is this a thing? And, um, yeah, like the more I research and the more I understand it. And I literally went into the point of back in January researching what is the differences. Like I really wanted to break. Like understand. Yeah. Yep. And even just the art of striptease and when you go all the way back in history, that's something we generally will not teach in no. a club. Like taking off your clothes, there's obviously an art to it and doing yeah. it well um, to be successful mm-hmm. as a stripper. And yeah, even those are just 
so different. So I think, yeah, just respecting. Yeah, and like celebrating both things, like pole dancing and stripping are awesome, both of them, like equally awesome. And they both have amazing, beautiful women in both sides. And like that's so cool that we can kind of come together and celebrate pole for the sexy side and the confidence it's given us or a career it's given us. Um, Yeah, and just stop comparing comparing the two because they are so so different Mm. like we said so different (laughs) so different is there anything else you wanted to share before we wrap up I don't think so I think we covered everything everything yeah good topic so really interested to know what you guys think and if you have any experiences you want to share um or yeah just how you feel about it I know when I shared it on my own Instagram I did have a student come back and say didn't this originate from Chinese and Indian pole Mm. like that was part of the reason I got into it and I'm like yeah technically but another question actually that I would love people's feedback on is how would you like us to acknowledge it that was what I wanted to ask but uh, yes that's a great question so do you want us to acknowledge it by the terminology we use when we're teaching moves in a pole studio or maybe in the class descriptions on the website or do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I'm writing this down so I don't forget it. What is the best way we can acknowledge it? Because obviously I've worked in both industries and it is really tricky. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, for those people who do feel like we need to, um, yeah, I'd be really interested to know your feedback on that. Me too. I think that's a great question. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us thank today. Thank you for having and me. And covering this really great controversial mixed topic. It yes. Was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who can I get to who's like willing to sit down and chat to me and educate me on this? So thank you very yeah. much for doing that right. and educating our community. If you guys, where can people find you if they want to um, follow you on Instagram? Oh, yeah. So my um, handle is at danny.o underscore dance. Um, yeah. And come try a class. Love yeah. to have you. Yeah, definitely. Especially <laughs> get sexy. Yeah, come, if you're in Brisbane, definitely come try Central Flow. Oh, yes. Yeah, the girls are eating it up. Eating it up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, until next time. See you soon. Bye.